Welcome to the Bitcoin Source Podcast, the ultimate destination for all things Bitcoin. Today, we have a versatile guest with us, Judy Amoswin, a lawyer with a rich background in both legal and technical domains, particularly in and the legal aspects of Bitcoin technology. Uh, Judy's expertise in promising to provide us with valuable insight and the intersection of law and blockchain technology should be one for the books. So welcome, Judy. Thank you very much for having me, Daoju. It's great to be here. Likewise, likewise. So Judy, um, let's get this, the show started. And the first question that I have for you is, with your diverse background in both law and technology, how did your journey lead you to bridge the gap between these fields and what drew you to the fascinating world of Bitcoin? Okay, um, well, that's actually a really interesting uh, question. So um, before I got into law, I was more or less into um, tech. So um, I remember when I was in uni, I was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about things like specializations. And um, I was just thinking out loud and I told him that, oh, I'm thinking of going into technology law. Like I was just looking like this into the horizon and he looked at me like I was a crazy person. So um, because back then it wasn't something that was very popular among my peers. It was more or less oh, I want to go into oil and gas, or I want to be, um, I want to be active in, you know, um, do I say the more traditional areas of law? And like I said, oil and gas was a really popular option for a lot of people. And so when I mentioned technology, um, he just was like, is that even a thing? And so um, after um, finishing law school and all, what I was looking at was, What's the easiest way of breaking down, um, do I say, legal concepts and things like that for people in the tech space? So that was one of the ways that I tried to bridge um, that gap. And um, so when it comes to the conversation on Bitcoin, that is a very, um, I like that question because I'm going to be really open and honest here. I do not remember how on earth I came across Bitcoin. It's very funny because like, I think this was like in 2015 or so, I was scrolling through the internet. You know how it is sometimes you just be scrolling randomly. And I came across something like, oh, Bitcoin is this new, interesting internet currency. Ooh, you know, really fancy. And I remember when I saw it, it was just like, huh, all right, I acknowledge you. That's nice, Bitcoin, cool. It wasn't until um, there was a change in um, monetary policies where it made it became difficult for us over here in Nigeria to make foreign payments. And so um, initially what we were doing in um, my dad's business was that um, if, for example, you need to make a purchase online, you just use your debit card, you know, regular transactions. But then with the monetary policy, it made it difficult for us to actually use our debit cards to make all those payments. And so I remember back then, as soon as that policy came in, everyone was like, oh, what do I do now? How do I solve this problem? And the same thing happened to us. We were just thinking, oh, how do we solve this problem? You know, what do we, what do, we do about this? And as you would know, if you're going to go with the traditional payment channels, the fees, oh my gosh, they're so high. And you'll be making a, like a transaction of, let's say, for example, $100, and the fees are, you know, really disproportionate to the amount that you actually want to spend. 
And so we had this problem at our, in our hands and we were all thinking, okay, how are we going to solve this? And I remember while I was thinking um, one evening, I remembered Bitcoin. I was like, hey, there actually was something called Bitcoin. And they said it was internet currency. Ooh, let me, let me check that out. Maybe that would be the solution to the problem. And so the following morning, I, you know, go, opened my computer and I started searching for Bitcoin. What is it all about? How does it work? Could it solve the problem? Where do I get my hands on? Like, how do I get my hands on some Bitcoin here? You know, and this was 2015 we're talking about. It wasn't as if like the Bitcoin solutions were um, as many as we have them now. You know, this is 2015. And so it was like, okay, how do I find someone who would sell me Bitcoin? Where do I, how do I go about this? And as I was doing my research, I saw that, oh, this thing is getting even more interesting than I thought it would be. I thought maybe it would just be like a one-time, uh, do I say a one-time um, solution, a one-time fix, but it ended up turning into something much, much bigger. And so I remember my first um, interaction with Bitcoin was a peer-to-peer -peer transaction. And so when we bought that Bitcoin, it felt like, wow. Okay, now we have this Bitcoin and we're able to use it to solve the issue we were having. And that was it, you know, solved, problem solved. And from then onwards, I started looking at um, Bitcoin as something um, much deeper than this sensational Internet currency. It was it was. Why is it revolutionary to me? It was really, it was really, um, it was really different. But at the same time, it was solving the problems that are like everyday regular problems. You know, it wasn't as if it was something that was so out of, out of reach. You know, it, it was relatable. So when I look at, um, really when I look at Bitcoin and everything, um, and I think about how, uh, I think about my journey with Bitcoin, I just see it more or less as, um, I see it as a solution. You know, I don't see it as a speculatory tool. I don't see it as, um, you know, do I say the sensational thing? I see it as a solution that allows you to be you, allows you to do what, you know, you need to do. And yeah, that's pretty much how I came across Bitcoin. <laughs> that's my Bitcoin story. And, um, so I remember, I don't know if, well, you, you know, my sister, right. And she likes to share this story. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've heard it. Um, she had a client one time and this client was like, oh, can I pay you in Bitcoin? And by that time I had already done my research on Bitcoin. I read about Bitcoin, obviously transacting in Bitcoin. So I knew my stuff. Right. And so she came to me and was like, this client is telling is, you know, this client wants to pay me in Bitcoin. Like, What's Bitcoin? What do I do with this? What should I do? And I just said, accept it. Say yes. Say yes. You accept Bitcoin. Like, just say yes. And I'll handle the rest. Just say yes. And so she went back to the client and was like, yes, I accept Bitcoin. And I sorted out the rest, got her a Bitcoin wallet, and the rest was history. And so it ties down into the whole, into my whole experience of Bitcoin being a solution. Like I, I love to hear kind of your orange pill story, but also how 
you've kind of like connected your sister into the process. Cause I remember her telling me months back, like when we had our conversations about how her sister is the techie and like, you're more technically adept to kind of understanding this technology. So it's just really cool to kind of hear from you directly about how immersed you are into this technology and how confident and comfortable you are, especially um, coming from, you know, West Africa, coming from Nigeria, it's, you know, kind of taboo still a little bit. Like there's all this like, you know, FUD around Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. So it's just really cool to see someone in your position that is actually out there helping people in the community, um, utilizing this, this, this currency called Bitcoin to help people. So that's, that's awesome. So, so Judy, I want to talk really about what you're currently building right now, which is StreamSats. And of course, this is like an innovative concept that combines both Bitcoin with streaming content. And I know that Maria Moswin is huge in the, the Twitch community and she does a lot of streaming. So it was only natural that her sister would, you know, help her by building this cool application to help people get free Satoshis. So could you elaborate on how StreamSats works and how it interacts with the growing trend of content creation? StreamSats is basically um, a tool that makes it possible for streamers to give back to their audience. So how it works is it, um, it comes in form of a QR code that works with, um, that utilizes LN URL withdrawal. And so what happens is that you can use any lightning network enabled, um, wallet that, that uses, um, LN URL, LN URL withdrawal, um, to claim some sats. So, um, the way it works essentially is that the streamer can create an account on, um, stream sats, um, create like fund their wallet, create a wallet on StreamSats, fund the wallet with, um, you know, as many Satoshis as they, as they, as they want to. So, and what will happen is that they would end up creating vouchers of, you know, different amounts. If they want to have like different amount vouchers, they can have as many as like, they can have several vouchers. And so they could, um, share Bitcoin on their streams using these vouchers. And what happens is that if you have more than one voucher, um, stream stats will iterate um, among the vouchers. So you never know what you're going to claim, right? It's like a surprise, you know, all those type of, um, you know, like all the surprise candies with toys inside. So it's kind of like a surprise. You never really know what you're going to claim, how much you're going to claim, but you're going to claim some Bitcoin. And so it's a nice way of giving back to, um, your community giving back to your audience and also orange pilling people to see um, the benefits of using Bitcoin, of using Lightning Network. Um, because let's face it, I mean, Lightning Network is really cool, right? It's much faster than using um, on-chain. And I mean, I, I don't want to say like not many people know about Lightning Network, but there may be some people who watch, um, you know, a stream or who know about Bitcoin, but only know about on-chain. So StreamSats is a nice way of orange pilling them to the Lightning side as well. And so recently um, launched a new feature on StreamSats that also allows uh, streamers to receive uh, tips from their audience. So now it's not only giving away sats, but you can also uh, receive sats from your audience. And if, for example, you happen to want to share your, um, actually share the Bitcoin that comes to you uh, with someone else, let's say, for example, your moderator, you can actually split, um, split that, uh, split the tips to your moderator as well via a lightning address. So it 
everything is just done um, automatically. So um, in terms of how it really ties into the whole uh, content system, like I said, it's a nice way of introducing um, lightning to your audience and also giving back because I know that most times the focus is on receiving, but when you're able to give back, it's a nice way of showing your audience that, oh, you know, I appreciate you. Thank you for being around. We're in a different time right now with Bitcoin where I really believe that um, content creation, whether it's blogging, whether it's doing Twitch, doing live streams, having conversations, playing online games. It's just one of those things where I think that people now can find ways to have like a circular economy outside of the traditional ways of making content or making money. And I think that StreamSats is doing something that's very instrumental in that front, especially being in... Um, countries outside of the U.S. or Europe where, um, you know, Bitcoin is a little bit more ubiquitous or accepted. I think that stream sats would be huge for the West African market because there's so many creators, there's so many talented people coming out of Nigeria in particular that could utilize this if they're streaming Twitch content, if they're having um, educational platforms, they can all be kind of not only receiving Bitcoin, but giving it out as well, which I think helps the circular infrastructure of how this whole entire ecosystem is supposed to work. And a question that I had for you, Judy, is do you have any advice for streamers that are online that might want to utilize your application? Like, is there any tips or tricks that will kind of give them an advantage over using some other applications? Um, well, in terms of um, tips or tricks, I would say if you're, especially if you're really using the tipping feature of um, stream sets, it's a great way of making some money off your stream. Like, let's let's face it, especially if you're like in a third world country or you're in a place where you don't really have as much access to um, some of the opportunities that, you know, streamers in the West would have. A tool like this makes it possible for you to um, earn something from your stream right off bat. So, for example, um, when you are looking at uh, some of the policies around, um, do I say content creator compensation, um, it means that it really requires you to fulfill a certain set of criteria, or maybe you're meant to have uh, something at, at your disposal. Maybe let's say, for example, it's a specific bank account, or maybe like you should have access to a particular fintech tool before you get compensated. And sometimes... I mean, through no fault of the content creator, right? Like, it's just, do I say basically being a victim of your geography? You know, like, some of these things may not be available to you, right? Let's, let's face it. I mean, we're just being factual here. You might be, a, you might be a victim of your own geography. It's not necessarily that you did something, right? But you also want to be part of the ecosystem. You want to be part of something. You want to be part of the streamers that earn something or make, um, do I say get compensated for whatever content that you're putting out there? I mean, everybody wants to be compensated, right? So the um, the advantage that using StreamSats would offer is you get to, um, do I say your, con your compensation is not in the hands of a body that says you have to have something that you don't actually have or that you cannot that you don't have access to because of your geography. Like, um, Bitcoin is for everybody. We've seen it. Every, a lot of people can access Bitcoin. Like, downloading a Lightning wallet 
is as easy as just opening your app store and getting something like Wallet of Satoshi, right? I mean, they're not asking you for anything special. You don't have to have all those bells and whistles or be a particular person or something before you have access to Wallet of Satoshi. So, I mean, in a way, Bitcoin solves that access problem. You know, it solves that access problem. It lets people be people. And so when you use something like StreamSats, you're able to, um, you know, receive compensation from people who actually value your content. You know, aside, I mean, growing on audience aside, these are some of the issues around um, content creator compensation. And so, um, and so when, it, when you're looking at the whole circular economy um, point as well, it's also a means of showing your audience that there is more than one way of doing something. And um, we noticed that um, basically from my sister's stream, we noticed something that when stream stats came on board, <laughs> let me put it that way, when she started using stream sets, um, there was more engagement, like more interaction on her stream, which is interesting. Like it's a nice way of keeping more people on your stream because they know that as they're watching your content, they're equally getting compensated for their time. You know, it's it's a two-way thing. You get compensated and you compensate them for watching as well. So um it it's it's um do I say it's part of that whole circular economy thing. It lets people know that um the horizon is no longer limited. There is something much greater than um there's something much greater than it used to be, you know, it's no longer just, oh, okay, you know, something that's limited to a certain set of people. Now, a lot of people have access. So um, I think that um, st using stream sets would um, give that kind of advantage to um, content creators. Yes. And, and big shout out to you, Judy, for just, you know, being someone in the space that, you know, you don't see a lot of female developers and you don't see a lot of people kind of tinkering with Bitcoin outside of the traditional core development. You know, there's obviously tons of apps out there. There's tons of digital wallets out there. But I just think that the whole streaming content um, conception has really been untouched. And I just love to see that you're breaking those barriers. You're representing for the women out there, for the techies out there that might have trying to provide a solution to a problem, but they don't really know how to go about kind of figuring out exactly what it is that they want to do. So I'm always eager to hear your, you know, your insight on this, but, you know, looking ahead, what are some of the aspirations that you have for StreamSats in the future? And are there any upcoming projects or other things that you're going to build on top of this project to make it more robust? Well, um, in terms of um, other updates um, to StreamSats, well, I'm looking at improving it more. Um, obviously making it, um, obviously making it better than it is. There's always room for improvement. As for additional, um, features, I'm always open to hearing, um, opinions from people as to, um, you know, or more or less like receiving feature requests to see how else one can, um, make stream sets more, um, you know, usable for, for the audience. For example, the tipping feature was actually a request from, um, the audience really i i remember i received a tip <laughs> i received a tip into my um get albi wallet and um someone dropped a note asking for that particular feature to be included in stream sets and i was like okay your wish is my command okay let me <laughs> let me add that it's a it's a nice idea because um at least the more do i say when you have more options 
when you have more options, um, it's kind of like giving people uh, more things to look at, you know. So um, in terms of additional features, I'm always open to um, hearing what the audience would like um, to add. So definitely when it comes to additional features, it's also dependent on what, uh, what else the audience has, what other ideas the audience has for me to, um, to try it. You know, I feel like the um, ecosystem is quite large. So there's so many opportunities, so many, um, so many different angles stream sites can take. So, um, I'm just being really open right now, <laughs> but, um, in terms of, um, you know, other, other projects, uh, StreamStats is actually a part of, um, the general My Satoshi kit projects. So, um, the, what really inspired My Satoshi kit aside from just, you know, having StreamStats is, um, building, you know, smaller tools that are relating to Bitcoin and Lightning. So it's more or less like a, um, a means by which, you know, I could build smaller tools, different tools that could be of some use to um, people in the Bitcoin space or people who, uh, do I say, the target audience of orange pilling, you know, um, and trying to see how we could, do I say, push the frontier as to how we could use Bitcoin, how we could use um, Bitcoin tools, how we can use the Bitcoin applications, you know. And um, so definitely there are going to be more projects um, along that line. Yes, Judy. So could you um, actually let people know how to get, like, what's the website for it? It's mysatoshikit.com. And also give people your social media handles because I want people to, hopefully, if they can, because the way that Bitcoin operates, the way this community operates, we're really big on helping people build out their development, building out their projects. And I want people to kind of utilize this and see this and get this some more traction. So hopefully people can support you because I'm looking forward to seeing like some sleek UI, some sleek UX, have it might be on a mobile mobile application. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you build this thing out a lot bigger. So can you give the audience some of those uh, uh, credentials? All right. So um, you can check out the My Satoshi Kit um, project basically on mysatoshikit.com. And if you want to check out StreamSats directly, it's streamsats.mysatoshikit.com. So um, you can easily check out StreamSats there, try it out, um, you know, just... Uh, just um, just say give it a spin. <laughs> and um, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm accessible on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at JN Punch. Wait, I called it Twitter. It's meant to be called X now, right? <laughs> it's X now. So um, I, yeah, formerly Twitter. So like I'm accessible there at JN Punch. That's my handle. Um, so if you um, you know, want to reach out to me, just feel free to send a DM or just send me a tweet and um, I'll definitely see it. Yes, yes. Once again, thank you, Judy, for taking this time out. I really appreciate it. I hope to see you on more interviews talking about your project stream sats. But thank you for being on the Bitcoin source of Bitcoin conversation. Have a good one. Thank you very much for having me, Daudu. It's great to be here. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh.